Hey there, all you fine fellows. You're listening to Radio D&D On Air. In this most recent episode, you guys left Einstein's domain, uh, which there was a bit of lore that you guys could have uncovered, but you, maybe it's a theory, maybe it's not. Uh, But you guys left Einstein's domain and have entered the realm or the domain, oh my gosh, you have entered the domain of Alcatraz, the arcane prison. Uh, Does anyone have any thoughts about what happened in this session? I mean, we learned a lot about how the world exists in relation to the rest of, I'm going to call it your multiverse at this point. It is a James verse. It's a much more manageable multiverse, I think. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I, although I feel like uh, having somebody create <laughs> a, for lack of a better term, a submarine that will go into the chromatic sea, leaving one reality to enter to another. I feel like that might break into a third reality at this point. You've got the realities and then the space between, which is the chromatic sea. Yes. Do you have like an upside down? Do you have an upside down, James? Like a mirror dimension? Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, he's never seen Stranger Things. With like an evil Zephyr and like an evil Mirai. Oh, that'd be so cool. How do you know this Mirai isn't the evil Mirai? I think this B is the evil B. I know which Halo is the evil Halo. Yeah. Does he have a goatee? Go on. Oh um, man, you know if there is an evil Zephyr, if assuming this isn't the one, you'd be like a mustache twirling like radio like show villain, you know? A vaude villain, like a vaude. I leave Whiplash. Yep. Yeah. Like total dick dastardly. Yeah. What is that for an Echo Knight? Yeah, I took Echo Knight. That's cool <laughs> that you have that and how that just worked with your like whole lore. I was oh, yeah, so no, happy totally. when you picked that subclass. <laughs> I suggested Yeah, I figured it. James would make it work. <laughs> I did feel slightly bad. I was like, oh man, this is the first time he's going to show that he has a duplicate. But I was like, I mean, maybe it's kind of okay. Maybe Zephyr didn't yeah, know that yeah. he could do this, and now that he does. I think maybe, like, he uh, was looking to a mirror, maybe saw it for a split second, assumed it was just, like, a uh, rough morning. It's probably nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like he accidentally triggered it, but this now awoken it, I guess, you know? But yeah, no, so I'm glad that we can finally, we uh, we have an in-lore reason why Zephyr is now an Echo Knight. I loved, I really loved when Einstein was showing off like the orb to to be and Marcus and to a very dumbfounded Mirai, but uh, very in a roundabout way. Um, I thought that was fascinating. And, and it went with him, right? Like we just saw that it was possible and it's just gone. Uh, yes, it is most definitely gone. <laughs> Good. That's good. That's good. I I might know a sneaky gunslinger that would have loved to have that. I don't know what you're talking about. Ha! (laughs) Well, the thing is, I was surprised none of you guys asked Einstein for help, but had you asked him for anything, he wouldn't have been able to give you anything. 
anything he conjured in that dimension in in his domain was not able to leave it mm, okay makes sense that makes sense yeah, I think that we might have just been really stuck on the idea that we were like, okay, well, th these are the like, these are probably the things that we have to do, which is like probably fight Terminus and probably have to like, you know, sneaky sneak through Alcatraz. So I think my favorite part was the proposal because like I know T was mad at me for like not doing it last session. I wasn't mad at for you for faking her out. I was not mad. I thought it was very classic Zephyr to to fake out. Like it was amazing. It was iconic. I thank you. Yeah, it was it out. was actually such a good moment, like to fake out. But I think that's why I brought it. I had Mariah bring it up again because she was just like, okay, well, you know, like maybe we should get that car. Like, I don't think that she was upset that, you know. I, as a player, wasn't upset. I thought it was great. I don't think, I think Mariah was like, yes, 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 yes. And then it was like, we should get a car. And she's like, yeah, 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 we should, we should, we should get one of those because we rely on B for a lot of things, you know, and B's Jeep. And it's, the... Now it's got a cannon hook to it. That's not inconspicuous. Relying on the 33-year-old gnome <laughs> who was like 16 human years maturity-wise yeah i didn't really think my, that you were gonna go for it i really didn't think you were gonna go for it i think my favorite part of this session was uh marx's last words to meinstein just the, mm. just for the reaction alone i thought it was good i thought i thought that was very classic you always is. find like good stuff to say and then sometimes i say dumb shit and i'm like why do i say dumb shit but then other people say cool stuff yeah it's <laughs> mike always has like i just say a lot of things and then mike has like the most measured excellent things to say and i'm like why do people let me talk the whole time like somebody should tell me to be quiet <laughs> Marcus is a straight shooter, just totally, just like one hundred percent. So there is an episode in Adventure Time where Princess Bubblegum makes a theoretical time machine. It's I, I got the inspiration from that, but uh, mine functions in a little bit of a different way. Hers is able to remember the position of the molecules inside the orb and reposition them back to their original state. In this case, though, it, it's more adapted to the rules of, of my world and kind of how it would react in my world. For instance, uh, hers wasn't able to go forwards, if I remember, and also the way that material can be removed or added is a little different but that that's where the general idea of it came from it's wild really cool it was like the only version of time travel to me that ever made sense so i was like you know what the group wants time travel i'll show them how to do it you have to remember every single event that's ever occurred and when you do that, you can rewind time. He immediately goes to history classes at the college. 
my my favorite part was the amount of times that Einstein's German accent became a French accent for some reason. I didn't yeah, even no, notice. It happens. Why are they so similar? It was, you know, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't really even I notice. Didn't notice. Yeah, until you, uh, now I was, that you said every something. Every time I, I talked, like, oh. I was like, he's not fucking French. I think that I really loved the way that you described like Einstein's cottage and his like little secret lab and his little like arcane it almost felt like trickstery I know he's probably not a rogue arcane trickster but it had like big big like trickster kind of vibes to it in a way where it was whimsical. It was like, yeah, that's a better word for it. There's a lot of whimsy to it. And I really enjoyed that. I didn't feel, I thought I was going to really feel very, like as a player, very kind of like um, scared a little bit by Einstein and stuff. But for some reason, the way that you described it, I felt very comforted by the whole thing. And therefore it kind of allowed me to relax a little bit more into Mariah and like let her be comfortable as well mm. oh i need to know the npc's thoughts i just want to know what bert was thinking <laughs> and i just want to know what philip was thinking i mean you could probably guess what philip was thinking what the fuck bah magic it's everywhere magic bullshit yes he's it ain't a, right he's a bit of a boomer in this world so Oh my god, he is a boomer. Wow, what a good description. For um Anubis, I guarantee you he was feeling that level of isolation because uh it was his cabin in the the mines uh you guys explored. Oh shit. I we didn't know that. You don't remember that? Well, no, we we knew that it was there was a there was a cabin, but I don't think Anubis told us that it was his. It happened in a flashback with Lotharic. Oh, that's right. You also remember that the Mesoloth, the little demon, was uh making tea on a tea kettle. So you can guarantee that the isolation, uh, the sound of like probably the sound of like making tea makes Anubis remember that. Yeah, I I had a lot of flashbacks because of the tea kettle sound. I was I was wondering if adding that in there would be enough to imply that that's what I was drawing a parallel to, but good old me talk instead of just showing. No, said, I think you did a great job. I want to know what was going through Bert's mind. Bert was probably, in all honesty, like reminded a little bit of Trella when he visited there because of how like peaceful and serene it was uh but then once he was inside it was basically like a tinkerer's paradise uh he would have found it very difficult not to to mess with things i want to know what your favorite part was james my my favorite part was the part where einstein left because it has some very heavy implications Uh Uh uh-oh uh-oh I'm wondering if you guys notice a particular thing about Einstein's domain. Probably not. No, we're dumb. 
I feel yeah. like I want people to put the pieces together themselves, but I, I don't want to outright say it. Sometimes you, you just gotta drop the, the anvil. <laughs> Sometimes I just gotta drop the. Oh, I want to see if you guys can with the clues I've given you. My think, hope think lies back. with Mike. My hope yeah, lies my with hope Mike. Lies with Mike. <laughs> Shit. What do you What do you think, Mike? Well, the deep blue, or if we're talking about just the look in general that's always how i kind of envisioned kind of like the surrounding of the chromatic sea but it feels like he's number one he created his own fucking reality in his own domain so thank you this this creature this being is way beyond moral at this point and uh, maybe even you know bridging over into godhood almost because he's literally creating his own reality and his own domain and that's terrifying. And the fact that he can take his own reality and then take a submarine into the chromatic sea, that's even more frightening because the man has no experience that I'm aware of in the chromatic sea, and he's not discorporating. But he's inside of something. He's inside something he made with no knowledge of the chromatic sea, aside from his research into the reality bomb, which, granted, is huge magic but it's still magic within the reality that we live in not the reality of the chromatic sea i mean if we have hell we have, if we have tennis balls floating in a bucket we have tennis ball number one on the left that is our reality tennis ball number two on the right that's the kingdom of hell and the water is the chromatic sea it's like taking something from inside that tennis ball and then just floating through the water and then breaking through into another reality. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like he's it's, it seems like he's ascending like almost beyond Godhood at this point. If you can just yeah. put all that together. There's I think Mike why, is... there's a reason why there was a once when I referred to his domain or his dimension as his domain. I picked up on he that almost God. immediately. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a god. We just uh, the other a god. the other clue was about how much control he had over the surroundings around him. Uh, able to remember... just magically like pull up the chair, pull up the beds, just mm -hmm. have things kind of respond to his will. Like that could have easily been done if you know. Yes, he did build it. He could have had a machine like a. Uh, Beast gauntlet, but the amount of fine control he had over it was just frightening. Uh, I introduce to you now all the first ever god of science. <laughs> wow. wow. You honor us, Mr. Mayor. Patron so saint of Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, if we ever hold on, hold, hold on. <laughs> Uh-oh. Bill Nye. So if we ever do a campaign based in the 90s, Bill Nye like a cleric. He's a cleric of Einstein. Yes! <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. One of my other favorite, maybe not things in this session, but things that is like over Zephyr's arc is uh, the two dominating like NPCs that he's encountered so far, Speechless and Einstein, both of them have not been like 
properly thanked for the, the deeds they've done. Just one like of them Zephyr. Been, one of them has been imprisoned in Alcatraz, and one of them felt the need to go to another reality to be useful. Just Yikes. like Zephyr. Yep. I don't know if you, you caught on that when uh, Speechless had her messages to you. Well, no. At the time, I, I almost want to say something along the lines of, like, yeah, aren't we all or something, or join the club, you know, like acknowledging that, like, same here, but but it's cool to see that's now like a really like deliberate choice, you know, that's cool. That'll be so, nice. Like a talented, talented storyteller, storyteller. to be able to like really weave all of this like together in a in a very meaningful way that makes like so much sense for so many of our care, like for all of our characters, there's only four of us, you know, but that makes sense for our characters and that that you know it's impactful so yeah oh well thank you you're welcome who's your favorite player no i'm joking uh, who's halo. your favorite player halo halo because he's the lowest maintenance <laughs> that's we are high maintenance who's the least yeah. who who is the care who is the player who requires the least amount of maintenance yeah hey, halo no, 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 oh no, my god player. i said One player of four of us not characters. i'm not no listen i just i think it's i think we should give some of uh, superlatives out you know james as the dm you should tell us like who's the most chaotic who's the player slash character that you don't have to worry Isn't about that a different show i feel like we're digressing into other territory here no it's on. Uh, it'll be on the same episode no it just depends no, on i think this is a different thing yeah. You think this is a different thing? Are you making the the decision as producer? Please. In Zoom call, he leaves. <laughs> he walks out the apartment. I feel like you I can't just bring wanna... that on him. He needs to have time wanna... to think about it, okay? This is, there's yeah. no, like, off-the-cuff reaction here. Like, that takes some serious no, I don't thought. Need, I don't need to think about it. I mean, yes, I need tons <laughs> of time. He just to... doesn't want to tell us who... Who do we all think is the most chaotic character, I guess, since James won't answer? The chaotic character? Yeah. B. Or chaotic player. B. Hi, B. Um, I think B is chaotic in a more outward way, but I think Marcus is, can be just, not just as chaotic, but he's chaotic in a different way. Mariah is also yeah. chaotic, but Mariah is like, I think Mariah is more like understandingly chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marcus just, you know, goes and buys fucking laxatives and like <laughs> gets like the bullet that can take away people's mat. I I think Marcus is like a he is also chaotic. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised for- he didn't wake up during the long rest and like experiment more with the orb. I kind of wanted him to do that, but at the same time, I was afraid I was going to break something. <laughs> oh my god. Like reality, and or, yeah. And or might lose my hand. Considering... Anyone... Then you get oh. a cool robot hand. <laughs> Did anyone find it interesting that rotating the orb counterclockwise progressed time? Oh shit, we're in the... We're in the, that. We're Fuck. in the alternate reality. The dominant reality is the other one. Fuck! Or the southern hemisphere. Or that. <laughs> James, what is the answer? Some... 
Yeah, what is Are the we answer? like in Inception right now? I like, I don't know. You is guys the top still spinning? How many dreams are we in right spinning, now? James? What? How many is dreams are we in right spinning? now? How many layers? Yeah, you know, like in Inception. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Inception, James? Yes, I've seen Inception. I heard that um, that it was any scene with Michael Caine in it is reality. So who's our Michael Caine? Are we just gonna like? Is this just gonna like? We're we're gonna end the series and it's gonna be just like, Mirai, back at the fucking lab. Yeah, fucking weird ass dream that she had. You just need to have, do like all like takes of like everyone else like, of everyone waking up and it was just all a dream. So like, bees nodding off in the garage, working on Battle B. You know. Then Marcus like fell it's Marcus taking poison. Yeah, yep. Marcus, Marcus had a bad trip. A fever dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rye wakes up in the lab. Zephyr just wakes up back in uh, demon war. No, Zephyr wakes up in like a like a field hospital after dropping the bomb. He's a hero. Oh man. Then like, do we just have it so like uh, one of the nurses looks a lot like Mariah? As, as she mm-hmm. passes by and that's when the camera like fades to black and we roll credits you know just teasing mm-hmm. that so the wizard of oz then got it yep basically, basically. <laughs> i just watched Artie try to jump up between the wall and the cat condo he tried to jump yeah. up and he, he got caught and couldn't get up Poor buddy. his two front paws were like holding him up over like the ledge in the cat condo, but he was pinned up against the wall. Mm. <laughs> he was just squirming. Go help my He's boy. Fine. He's fine. He's out. He kind of oh, just man. he had to like he didn't get enough momentum to get up. So like the only thing he could do was drop down, but he was refusing to drop down. <laughs> He's fine now I'm though. The fighter. American feline warrior. Question. With that uh, rainbow orb, the reality bubble. Mm-hmm. If you put a chicken's egg in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you put chicken's egg in there. You you put time a, forward. A fertilized chicken's egg? I mean, I don't know. That's that's 50-50, I guess. I mean, it's a... Sure, it's, it's a fertilized egg. Okay. You take the chicken out. You kill it. You cook it. You eat it. You leave his domain. Do you get hungry again? Uh, that depends. Is it an African uh, or a European chicken? Okay, Monty Python. Uh, that that would depend. Um, <laughs> did you bring the egg in yourself? Uh, yes, I brought the egg with me for my reality. Then you would, when you leave, have the amount of sustenance as that one egg regardless okay. of any time the egg spent in the machine. Got it. Uh, mostly for the fact that Einstein is unable to allow material to leave his quote-unquote domain that wasn't already there. Unless uh, the material he made, he brought into his domain was material used to comprise that, which it most certainly was not. Okay. Okay. Is that is that a answer you are uh, satisfied with? Yes, in fact, I am. Thank you. Okay. 
<laughs> what is what is the what is your idea for that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not the god of science. I can't do anything. I just was curious. I mean, it's literally import export. Now the thing no, is, but... if you were to eat that chicken in his domain and stay in his domain, you would still feel the nourishment of that whole chicken. Right. Any so other the, questions? Age, the aging of the chicken, the, the chicken doesn't age outside of his domain. So as you leave, you will just have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm done with that. What I thought. Thank you. Any any other questions? Yeah, I'm good. I'm hungry now for eggs. Go for a waffle. Bro, waffle house right now. Do it. I'm good. It'd be crazy. So